all these big, big, big blockbusters that were scheduled to have come out before now have all had to be pushed back significantly uh, in terms of release date. So I, I, I do miss them. That is film critic Matt Toomey from The Film Pie on how we're all desperate to see some new movies <laughs> post-corona. What about you? It's funny with movies because now I'm now on my own. It's something that I don't, like I only went and saw one after my husband Sean died and it was an awful experience. So Aww. I'm going to have to come back into the process. But I think COVID has made me realise that it's a part of my life that I miss. And who doesn't want a chalk top? Who doesn't want a chalk top? <laughs> I so miss it. You know, my favourite thing in the world is to get the big thing of popcorn and then to get a packet of salt and vinegar chips and crush the salt and vinegar chips into the popcorn. Okay, have you looked at my face while you're saying that? <laughs> really? Come with me. We'll do it together. What does it add extra salt and some vinegar? Yeah, it, it, it's it's a real taste sensation. It's it's a little bit salty and then a little bit sweet. Yum. <laughs> I'm Monique Hughes. I'm Robin Bailey. This is Keeping Up With Corona. Some cinemas are open, but it's the movies out from the start of the year. We haven't got product. Well, no. if you if you have small or primary school age children, they're also putting on the classics like Toy Story, Wonderful War. And oh, yes. All of those great. Jumanji. Oh, my God, Frozen. Let it go. <laughs> no. Let it go. Do I have to sit through Frozen again? <laughs> <laughs> well, you could do it on the big screen. Maybe that'll make it more tolerable. So the big question is, when do we get to see the new stuff? On the line, Matt Toomey from The Film Pie. Matthew, hi, it's Monique and Rob from the podcast. How are you? Hey, good, guys. How are you? Good, thank you. (laughs) Yeah, so look, I absolutely love the movies. I am mad for the movies, have been since I was a kid. But there's no new stuff out at the moment and I'm really craving it. I imagine you as a film critic would really be craving new movies. Very much so. Um, It's... Uh, it's, it's been a weird period. The cinemas closed down in, I think it was probably mid-March here in Australia and pretty much around the rest of the world. And, and since then, there's been stuff that people can stream. Um, but all the big blockbusters have been pulled. So by now, we should, we should have seen the new James Bond film, um, the, mm-hmm. the new Milan, the animated feature, our new Wonder Woman movie, all these big, big, big blockbusters that were scheduled to have come out before now that have all had to be pushed back significantly uh, in terms of release date. So I, I, I do miss them. Can I ask, was it chicken or egg scenario? Were the cinemas shut down and then Hollywood stopped making them or did Hollywood say, production shut down and then the cinemas followed suit. Yeah, I think it was Hollywood that really made the call first because so much money goes into a movie and I guess your traditional big blockbuster, I was looking at a couple of ones coming out like Mulan and Tenet, the new Chris Nolan film, they've both got budgets of 200 million US and when you're throwing marketing costs on top of that and other promotion, you're probably looking, you've got to recover at least 400 million US to, to get your money back and so if you're releasing a movie at a time when a lot of cinemas across the world are closed or you know there's a risk that they may not be open, you, you just can't take that chance. A small film, it probably doesn't make that much of a difference, but the big films, it does. And um, in terms of box office, that's the other thing that's interesting as well. About two-thirds of a film, you know, a big American blockbuster, about two-thirds of its box office takings come from overseas. So 
even if uh, American senators were even open now or through this, and I know they haven't been, but even if they were, if no cinemas uh, around the world were open, then you'd probably see releases being delayed anyway because it is just such a massive amount of, of money for these uh, cinemas, uh, sorry, for the studios to, to get back, and they're happy to wait till later in the year or even push it into 2021 if they have to for some of those big films. What about the backlash, the fact that people in COVID and isolation have been watching a lot of stuff? And, you know, now the thing is coming out of it is that we want to be outside. We don't necessarily want to be putting our bombs on seats in a cinema. It's It's been interesting hearing a lot of different perspectives and so forth on this. I know a lot, there's been so much more demand for streaming services and, and so much more um, internet required um, to actually handle all of the streaming that, that's been going on and people have been subscribing to streaming services for the first time. And, and cinema managers, cinema owners would be a little bit worried about that, about their ability to get business back. Tell us about the Oscars because they've had to completely rework the Oscars, haven't they, the big awards? Shows. Yeah, a lot of pushback on this, and and uh, yeah, the Oscars now will be held in April, and so normally it's a, it's a it's a nice and neat calendar year. So your film has to have been released in an American cinema by the 31st of December each year to be eligible for the Oscars. So they've now pushed that back two months. So as long as your cinema your movie is in cinemas in America by the 28th of February, then it's eligible for the Oscars. So. Um, it'll really change all the campaigning and the way films are released because traditionally with Oscars, you release your film as late as you can in November, December and, and try to, because it's fresh in cinemas and everybody's talking about it, it's in people's heads, it can help get votes and, and try to get Oscar nominations. And then you have film festivals that are held in September like Toronto and Venice and New York that serve as a nice lead and that's where you premiere your movies. But mm. with the Oscars now being held in um, April, I think some studios that might have brought stuff out over Christmas might hold it for a couple of couple of months, because again, it's all about the strategy, it's all about the marketing um, for the Academy Awards. I understand they they pushed it out too because they're hoping that a lot of the films which didn't get finished will get finished in the next couple of months, so they can get them in the eligibility period. Yeah, well, that's another thing. I mean, we've met, talked about cinemas and, and movies being released that are that are essentially complete, but yeah, those that are still being shot, it's it's uh, pushed a lot of those those dates back. Um, we had the one, for example, being filmed here in Queensland, the Elvis Presley biog- um, biopic with, uh, directed by Baz Luhrmann and Tom Hanks, as we, we know, came down with COVID. So, you know, that's a lengthy delay in that shoot. There's costs associated with that, trying to get all the cast and crew back uh, here in Australia when there is travel restrictions and so forth at the moment. Um, films are shot all over the world with people travelling um, all between those countries. So, with with quarantining and travel restrictions and stuff in place, it's going to be really hard for a lot of movies that are still in production or about to come into production to to get going again. And also, um, streaming movies are now going to be included in the Oscars, which is excellent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot of tension there too, because um, the Academy is is really they're about cinema. They want people to go and sit together and, and experience a movie with other people and the laughs and the scares and the and the tears and whatnot. How long do I have to wait before I? I can see a decent movie. You reckon November? Well, no, well, I think it could be late July. Uh, if, oh, if they good. get the go-ahead for Tenant, which is, yeah, $200 million big blockbuster, that's supposed to be now coming out July 30 in Australia. So, again, the dates move all the time, but that's what they, that's what they want. And 
they're, they're pushing for it because, um, you know, cinemas want to start getting some revenue in and the studios want to start getting all this product off their, off their slate. So it's just a matter of whether the government restrictions and so forth can line up around the world. Mm, let's hope for that. Mm, I want my chop top. <laughs> I miss the popcorn. There you go. Thank you so much, Matt. Cheers. Bye. Bye. You're listening to Keeping Up with Corona. More now on the big movie award shows. The red carpet may never be the same again. I apparently. know. That makes me so sad. Oh, thanks to crazy Corona. Now, a company in LA is coming up with a COVID-safe red carpet event, social distancing on arrival, the media shoved into these little pods, no live audience. It's what very strange. What do you mean strange. a pod? So well, Richard Wilkins and the Today Show have their own little space and yes. no one touches them and then people then go it, from, from exactly. To, can I say, as someone who used to do a movie show for Channel 7 called Popcorn mm-hmm. um, and did a lot of red carpet doorstops and did a lot of stuff of trying to get celebrities, if they are made to come to your pod... Hallelujah! Oh, but they probably won't. So they'll come to the pod. They'll pick a pod. That's worse. They might pass your pod. Yeah, because (laughs) often you have to use whatever you possibly can to get someone's attention. Like I nearly tripped up Tom Cruise to make him stop. I got Mm. the interview, but you know when you're when you're up against big name people, and you're you know representing something really little and small then you've got to do whatever it takes. So that could either be great or terrible. Yes, because you won't be able to get near them physically no. to drag them. No, which I have been to known to do. <laughs> of course you have. <laughs> Here's Craig Waldman from 1540 Productions talking about uh, the new frontier for awards shows. So the idea is that the carpets get wider, the carpets get longer, and, and the reason for that is we'll create pods for the for the press. And, and our plan currently uh, calls for using plexiglass panels and in, in designer frames to where we could separate the press. They could still see through from, uh, from their perspective uh, through the carpet um, and doesn't feel enclosed uh, space for them. I think what you'll see is a drop-off where there will be a temperature check coming off for all guests coming onto the carpet. We've created you know, bypass lanes to where the talent and their publicist or their guest will be the only ones walking the carpet. Mm-hmm. You won't, you know, you're not going to have the entourages. You're not going to have the hundreds of people on the carpet walking. Yeah. Wow. No, that's not very rock and roll. It's not very sexy. And it doesn't look good on, on camera either. Well, you know how he said designer and I know he means that it's design, but I want the Gucci pod. Oh, yes. <laughs> but, you know, the other thing yeah. that they're saying about award ceremonies and they're also saying this about flying is that you won't be able to have alcohol delivered. You won't actually be able to have someone give you a drink oh. because then there's a transfer from one person to the other. Of so, course. Oh, my Lord, Nicholas Cage is going to have to serve himself. <laughs> oh, it sounds like a really boring red carpet's on it the does. way. It really does. Oh. Anyway, we will wait and see it hasn't happened yet. That's Keeping Up With Corona. I'm Robin Bailey. I'm Monique Dews. Uh, stay safe. <laughs> stay sane. See you later. Bye. Dun, dun, dun.